Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Thank you for listening to the Successful Life Podcast. We have no dues or fees, so please refer to this podcast to a friend. Make sure you rate, review, and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with the one and only Charlie rocket what's up charlie man what's up Corey? good to see you brother man out here on a winning streak no that's right so dude you know why please tell me you know why we're on a winning streak bro because we woke up this morning well you ain't lying bring it and i'll tell you this too and anybody who's watching you see what you're looking at and that's a very, very simple statement. But what you look at is what you see. So there's plenty of good things and plenty of bad things we can look at. I'm trying my best to wake up and decide to look at certain things because I can't see something I'm not looking at. So if I'm not looking at all the negativity, I don't see it. If I'm not looking at all the fear, I don't see it. So remember that everybody who's listening, you see what you're looking at. That's so true. That's a, you're right. That's super powerful because you know it, Charlie. It's it, we're in a you know, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but we we're in a, a really compromised time right now, or at least you know. Let me rephrase that. What it appears to it, it appears the perception is that we're in a, a complicated time, and and I think. The virus itself is the least thing we need to be worried about. It's it, it, and, and I think the biggest thing on people's mind right now, and I think you could definitely hit on this, um, is that you know the, the loss of their 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 un, whether they're unemployed or whether their places. We just got a message, uh, you know, saying that our county was closed down until April seventeenth. And I'm just like, you know, for most folks, that would destroy them as, mm-hmm. you know, because people, a lot of people, Charlie, live paycheck to paycheck or, or, or you know, maybe they've got a month savings, maybe. And like, shit, to be out for this long is, that's the de- that that's the part that, that's hard for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And everybody... Everybody's lives have stopped. You know, I saw the unemployment numbers yesterday and it said 3 million. And I'm like, wow, that's a very low number. And I'll tell you why I look at it, which is the biggest drop in unemployment of all time. But when when you fly over like a major city and you look down at all the buildings and all the factories and all the warehouses and all the malls, and all those people, all those businesses are closed. Three million ain't nothing. Mm. And it's, it's, it's probably going to get worse. And that's why it is so important for us to master our minds right now. Um, because like life has stopped completely in its tracks, but the bills have not stopped. The bills are going to keep coming. And for a lot of a lot of people who are providers and their families, 
they're they're now questioning themselves. There's business owners who are really smart that are questioning themselves. There's husbands and dads and wives and moms who are like, I thought I knew what I was doing and everybody is questioning themselves. So we have to be really kind to ourselves in this time because this is, this is bigger than us. But what a time to be alive, Corey, because times like this are what birth heroes and legends. It's not the sunny days that make heroes and legends. And there's something that we can do ourselves. When we put on that hero cape and we give ourselves that identity, we stick to our guns. We get it done. We, we go out, we find something inside of us that we didn't know we had when we put on that, I'm going to be the hero for my family, for my friends, for my community, for my church. I'm going to be the hero. When somebody makes that decision to say, I'm going to be the hero, they find things they've never found in themselves before. So right now is an opportunity for all of us to own a new identity. To We might have before been a businessman. Well, guess what? Our businesses are closed. What do we what do we have to be then? Well, I'm going to be a hero. That's what I'm going to be. Cuz we got to do something. That's right. So I'm recommending for anybody watching, give yourself an identity. Tell yourself you're a hero and look for people to help and watch your sanity come back and things might be crashing all around you. Just like, you know, a, a, a man who might be at war, a woman who's at war. Things are chaotic, but they know I have a duty. Yeah. I have a duty. And we need to have that mentality right now for our friends, our family, our churches, our loved ones, our schools, our children. We've got to be a hero. And that's what's going to keep us strong. You're right. And right now, Charlie, we can be the hero of our own story. Because we all are starting from a place that is almost a, a, a level playing field as where we sit right now because we're, we're all stuck here in our houses or apartments or wherever it is you live. And so figure out, like you said, figure out what that identity is and step into that motherfucker and go, you know? That's right. That's right, man. I've, I've spent all morning. Um, I think I'm about eight, eight hours in now of um, hand messaging. Um, People who have reached out to me who have been suicidal and who are scared. And um, I've I've been getting on the phone with them. Um, And it's, I have this community called Quantopia. You're a quantum citizen. And I I just started seeing all these text messages when I woke up this morning of people saying, Charlie, last night I was thinking about taking my life. And immediately I said, you know what, I got to get on the phone with these guys. And um, one of them I I went to high school with, and another one is this young kid. And uh, everybody's scared. Everybody's broken. Everybody feels like they're being attacked. There's so much... And and certain people, they feel negativity in the air, you know, energetically more than others. So it's really tough on a lot of people um, because their shield, their shield might not be out. They might be beat down. And when you don't have money and you don't know when you'll be able to make money, I mean, you question everything in your life. Like, so it's, it's very important for us to be there personally for people like the internet is good and posting stuff is good but a human heart-to-heart connection is is more power those two phone conversations i had today would be more powerful than any post i make with twenty thousand likes we're talking about human lives here so it's very important for us to wake up with that hero mentality and, and and talk to people and um help them and provide them resources. And sometimes all people need is a plan. Even if the plan changes, the the best thing to get rid of anxiety is to just have a plan. And if the plan changes in a couple of days, cool, we have a new plan, but that just settles people's minds a little bit. And um, 
if if the people who are listening to this, if um, if y'all are in a in a good place, yes, there's a lot of fun and games, and there's a lot of live streaming and entertainment happening on the internet. But we also gotta like. It can also be dangerous because everybody looks so happy, and that can send somebody into a even deeper depression. So they're gonna need a shoulder. They're going to need a hand. They're going to need to know that somebody can listen because a lot of people, they feel invisible. Now their life is restricted to the internet. And a lot of people feel so invisible because they might post something and it gets two likes. So now they're not experiencing human interaction. Now they're stuck in their house and they feel invisible. So it's a very, very scary time. Because those same people who feel invisible are looking at all the people who are so popular. All the people who are in such great relationships. All the people who are so beautiful. So we got we to gotta be strong. We got to be strong. Um, and conversations like this are going to be important to let people know that there are people they can reach out to. Anybody listening, if you want to reach out to me, you know... Um, Quantopia is the best way. You got to find the phone number. Corey could give it to you or, you know, different people in Quantopia could give it to you, but um, DM me or message me. But yes, it is very important that there's an actual heart to heart connection because our life is being um, reduced down to a two inch screen, which is two dimensional. Like the pixels on this screen are two dimensions. Like we're multi-dimensional beings. Like we, our lives are being sucked into this tiny little screen, which is not pure energy. Um, so I've been meditating a lot and I've been doing a little bit of yoga and I've been food journaling and I've been, you know, keeping my dream alive um, of wanting to become a basketball player. So I've been, you know, like my dream gives me hope, you know, and, it's what it's what allows me to wake up every day and be excited, um, even though my business is completely stopped. Like I'm in the live speaking business. I have no business. But you know what? I said, I'm going to stick to my game plan because this will pass. This will pass. So, you know, Charlie, what do you think about if somebody – you know, if whoever is out there listening and they, and they're having these thoughts, you know, I know for me to kind of build on what you just said, um, you know, if I can buy into a belief that things are getting ready to change, right. Whether or not that's actually the truth or not, if I can buy into that, don't you think that, the morale, the, the people's minds, people's hearts. Don't you think it'll change? It, that could change if you just have a belief that things are going to change. Because yes. look, we both know this is not the end all be all. You just said this too will pass. Of course it's going to pass. It hurts right now. And it hurts for everybody. Not And, and listen, I'm not saying that your hurt is the same as, as mine or, or, or the guy or my neighbor that, that just, you know, got shut out of his job, but we're all hurting in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, whether we decide to display that on social media, like you mentioned earlier, is a different ballgame. But guess what? Everybody's not happy as shit right now. Everybody's not, you know, loving life. But guess what? We're all not loving life. But but you have to take that and, and not conform with the negativity that you mentioned earlier, you know, if you buy into that negative mindset, I guarantee things are going to get worse because I've been there and seen it. I've done it. I've lived it. I know for sure that's the way it's going to turn out. But I do also know if I think about it in a different perspective, if I think about it the way I explained, it's just, just a little bit longer and this is going to be over and things are going to bounce right back the way they were, if not 10 times better. I think that would change the dynamic of how this world's looking at this virus. 
This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. Yeah, I um, I agree with everything you just said. And this morning, I went to Whole Foods to grab um, some tea. And when I was checking out, the lady at the cash register, her name was Susan. She was an older lady. And she, she looked at me. She said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm on a winning streak. She said, really? Why is that? <laughs> I said, I woke up this morning. She said, you know what? That is a winning streak. And, and, and that is the little attitude that saves me. Because remember at the beginning, I said, you see what you're looking at? If I'm looking at winning streaks, that's what I'm going to see. That's what I want to see. That's what's going into my mind and my brain. I'm looking for winning streaks. So I was um I was having a conversation with one of these young men today who was um suicidal and he was he was just I was just listening and he was like, you know, like my mom, my girlfriend this, my life this, you know, everything's crashing. And I said, I said, your mom's alive. I said, imagine waking up today and if she was not alive, you would wish she was alive. I said, you have a girlfriend. So do you know how many people are in isolation right now and feel so lonely because they have nobody to talk to, nobody to interact to and interact with? And I was like, you have a girlfriend. That's a winning streak. Your mom is alive. She might be giving you a hard time, but that's a winning streak because you would much rather have mom giving you a hard time alive than mom not being alive. So I just pointed out all the things he told me and I flipped them and said, this is a winning streak that's a winning streak and this because it's that delusional optimism that saves me i try to remain delusionally optimistic and that's what gets me to actually show up because if i'm pessimistic i'm probably going to freeze like a deer in the headlights and then i get hit by the car but if i'm optimistic i'm gonna just keep moving oh let's keep trying new stuff it's gonna work and if it doesn't oh we'll try something else it's gonna work so I keep trying because I think it's going to be easy. If I think something's going to be hard, I'm probably not even going to try. Which I think that's a great, great segue into um, your your philosophy and your thought process on that and how you've used that very thing in your own life. Uh, Charlie, I would love for you, you know, to talk about how you, Kind of, let's just I just segue a little bit away from, you know, the positive things that are going on or the negative, whichever way, if you're listening or watching, whichever way you view it, hopefully you're viewing it positive if you're enjoying this podcast. Um, but let's talk about for a moment how that belief has changed your life. Man. All right. I'll share with everybody a little bit about my story. So mm. just on the um on like the the top of like um the cliff notes i'll start with the cliff notes then i'll go back in time so for everybody listening my name is charlie rocket and um i used to be um something they would call a music mogul i mean i managed massive massive hip-hop artists and won grammys and world tours and i had a i had one of the biggest management companies in all of hip-hop um and, you know, when I was a kid, my dream was to be an athlete. That's all I wanted. You know, it's, I loved athletics. I loved basketball. But it wasn't very realistic because I was always overweight. I was on my first diet at age eight. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to become a businessman. So I gave myself a superhero name. And I called myself CEO Charlie. I gave myself that identity. 
and I became a businessman. And uh, next thing you know, I created a little hip hop website in high school and it started doing good. Went off to community college and one day I got a phone call from Interscope Records and they signed this new artist by the name of Soldier Boy and they said he wants you to be the, his cameraman. So I asked my mom if I could drop out of school and uh, she said yes. So I'm on tour with Soldier Boy. Ended up getting fired, and which was which was tough, but it was it was it was to me a winning streak because I wanted to be delusionally optimistic, and I told my mom, I said, "Mom, like the cameraman isn't the one making the money; it's the manager. So if I never got fired, I would never become a manager." She said, "What?" I said, yeah, I'm going to be a manager. She said, what do you know about managing rappers? I said, I'm going to be the best in the world. So I went and I found this girl group and I signed them and I got them a record deal. And next thing you know, they fired me because they wanted a big celebrity manager. And you got them the gig. Celebrity manager because I was only 19 years old. What'd you say? Yeah, but but you got him the gig. I said, but you got yes. him the gig. Yeah. Yes. So sorry, my phone. Yeah, it froze up. I think. Yes. So so I got I, I got him the gig, but they uh they wanted to leave me, um because I was I was young, I was I was nineteen years old, so they fired me, and uh, I'm right back to my mom's basement, and. Uh, I was I was trying to find the winning streak in this situation and I just picked myself back up and wanted to give it another shot. And uh I signed this guy group named Travis Porter and next thing you know we, we have, you know, a couple top twenty records in the country without a record deal. I just did it myself. I would drive from every radio station from Jackson, Mississippi to Washington DC and I told him I'm gonna get him on the radio. He said, How are you gonna do that? It's like, I'm going to drive. Like, while everybody else is just emailing people, I want to show up. And I am I just worked my butt off, and I passed out CDs every single night outside the club, hundreds of thousands of CDs. And uh, we, had, we had a really big, we had a really big group, um, toured the world. And then, uh, then I signed this artist by the name of Two Chains, and he was my biggest artist. He's, he's, you know, we worked with everybody from Kanye West to Lil Wayne to Drake to Nicki Minaj. I mean, you name it, we've, we've worked with them. And, um, the bigger, the bigger my business got, the bigger I got. I had always struggled with weight my whole life, but at this point I was over 300 pounds and, um, I really hit rock bottom because I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And it had grown and it was making me really sick and I felt stuck and I didn't know. Corey's back. Yep. We're back. What's up, Corey? What's up, brother? I don't know. You're back, brother? I am. uh, Can you hear me? I can't see you, but I I can can hear hear you. But I can't see you. (laughs) All right. There we are. There we go. Uh, I don't even know where you had left off there. Um, wait, your weight. I think it's where you were at. Absolutely. So my weight was out of control. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My brain health. tumor, Charlie. Brain tumor. Brain tumor. That's, That's right. where we That's left right. off. Yeah, yeah. So it's re- is, is the reception bad? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay, because you're kind of breaking up on my end. But as long as you can hear me, that's good. Yeah, I can hear you. You're good. Okay. So so I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and just I was broken. I was scared. I thought I was going to lose my life. I mean, everything was crashing down in front of me. And it, it made me go to rock bottom. But Rock bottom can be a really, really, really bad place, but it can also be a great place because rock bottom allows you to see your roots. 
And if your tree isn't bearing fruit, it's because of the roots. And I saw my tree was in bad soil. And I said, you know what? When you're broken, all you have left is your truth. And my truth was that my original dream was my purpose. The dream that I buried, that's what I'm meant to do. And that might not make any sense to society, but I'm going to be an athlete. Even though I'm 300 pounds, even though I'm 29 years old, even though I have no idea how I'll make money. I said, this is my dream and I'm going to chase it. So I went to my artists. I went to my business partners and I said, I'm going to retire. I'm going to be an athlete. You should have saw the looks on their faces. <laughs> because bet. we had built this thing together. And I, they said, what's your plan? I said, I'm going to do an Ironman. He said, an Ironman? I said, yeah, I'm going to do it in 10 months. So I went out. I retired. I, I walked away from my business. I left everything. I left Atlanta. I moved to California. I became vegan. I ran five marathons. I did an Ironman. I biked across America. I, I, I did I did the Chicago Marathon with Nike. I became a Nike athlete. I introduced Nike to a concept that became their biggest commercial that they've ever done. It was the big Colin Kaepernick commercial. And the commercial was called Dream Crazy. And it was all about crazy dreams. And that commercial was named after me because my catchphrase is Dream Crazy. And I was also able to be in the commercial and we won an Emmy. And now I'm a motivational speaker and I teach people how to, how to reinvent their lives. And I teach people how to think delusionally optimistic. And I also teach people a lot about business, but that's a whole nother conversation. So uh, Charlie, so, so for the people listening, like, you know, you know, to take what we discussed at the beginning of this and, and about how you, you know, perceive what's going on and so on and so forth, you literally built a career uh, that most folks would only dream of and then quit that career to then go on to run all the things that you just said and become a Nike athlete, which is also what I, I can, I'm sure a vast majority of this country would kill to have done. And you're, you know, you, you, one would think not by looking at you that you would have to be like 80 years old by now. <laughs> because that's pretty impressive stuff and for you to be able to walk away from such a mat the first thing the massive um record labels and all the people and all the things to chase being a nike athlete i mean you started kind of where a lot of people are starting right now which is at at zero mm-hmm I mean, Absolutely. you were actually in a deficit because you were so big. Yeah. Yeah, man. But you know what? I believe really, really, really big. It's, it's so, so I have two catchphrases. One is dream crazy. And the second one is believe bigger. Because you can have a crazy dream, but if you don't believe... It won't come true. And I just believe that everything is possible. Not anything, Corey. Anything is limiting. I literally believe everything is possible. Like I'm, I'm chasing a new dream right now um, that I'm taking people on a journey. And most people think I'm crazy or silly or stupid. Like pe you should see, Corey. People are like, Charlie, are you for real? Because they see my Instagram and they see me trying to play basketball and I'm not very good yet. But I told him, I said, I'm going to win MVP of the NBA Celebrity All-Star next year. And I'm not good at basketball now, but I'm going to teach people how to chase a dream from starting from zero at something that you're not good at. And that's what I want to leave this world with. If I could leave this world with documentation so that they could see, because a lot of people need to see to believe. If I could just show people that this is what it looked like when I wasn't good. 
And this was the process I took to do something extraordinary. A lot can change in a year. Your entire life can change in a year. But the ones who believe it can change are going to be the ones who actually show up. And that belief can go either way. It can go in the way of you getting an MVP at the All-Star game, which I don't, if anybody, anybody that knows your story should not doubt that that's going to happen because you've done two things already that are probably even bigger than what you're talking about doing now. But, but back to what I was saying is that that belief can take you there or you can believe that it won't take you there. And that's exactly what it'll do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The power of belief strong, Charlie. Strong. It is. Yeah. It is, man. It's, it's, it's everything, man. And I write down every day. I'll show you like my little notebook. Um, ah, yes. So I write my dreams down every day. Sometimes two times a day. If I'm feeling real electric, I'll write it. I'll write my dreams twice. But let me show you this. But like I used to write just like this. Um, I'll flip the camera around. So this is my quantum possibilities. Right? Explain to everybody what that means. Explain to everybody what quantum means so in case they don't know. So quantum So I like studying the law of attraction and modern science really explains it. And quantum physics explains how we're all connected, that we're already connected to the things that we want and that when we put focus on something, the quantum particles collapse and it materializes from an energy form to a physical form. And I would write down in my quantum possibilities notebook, I'm going to be a Nike athlete. I'm going to be in a commercial with LeBron James and Serena Williams. And that is technically the most far out there dream that is so unrealistic. And it didn't just come true. I was in the biggest commercial in the history of all of sports with LeBron James and Serena Williams. So what does that tell you? There's, Look, I hate so sorry to interrupt you, but the universe wants to give you more. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And we just have to tune our frequency. So, quantum physics, on just the most elementary level, says everything is a wave, like, there's no space in between you and me. And I was thinking about it like, well. This is kind of like a radio. So right now in the air, there might be hundreds or thousands of songs flying past your face, but you can't hear them. But they're flying in the air, but you can't see them. Hmm. But if you take a radio, which is called a receiver, that's the technical term for what it is. Same thing with your phone is a receiver or a TV is a receiver. So if you take a radio and you're on the wrong station, all you have is static. And then what happens if you tune to the right station? It pulls this invisible thing out of the air. And then it plays it beautifully. So everything we want is already flying in the air, but it's up to us to pull out our notebooks and to tune to the station so that we can receive it. You with me, Corey? Yeah, dude, I'm 100% with you. 100%. So that's why I write down my dreams every day. I'm just trying to tune to the frequency. You know something, and I I wonder how many dreams we don't, that, you know, because I I don't write down my dreams. I I do a gratitude journal every morning, which... Mm would be you know maybe a a portion of that but i wonder how many people that that their dreams go by right in front of them they have the thought they're like oh that would be really awesome if i could do that if they just wrote it down and reinforced the thought 
I get, I don't know what the percentage is, but I know it's got to be significantly higher that that works out, that it, that, mm-hmm. that, that dream comes true. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, uh, so Charlie, when is the All Star Game next year? Do you know? Is there a time? I'm not a basketball fan. Forgive me. I don't know when the hell that happens. So, is there a particular month that that happens? February in Indianapolis, which is in Indiana, is the home of all of basketball. That's Hoosier country. So, it's uh it's 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 going to be really special um i'm i'm practicing every day i practice a couple hours a day and i'm getting better and better and better and uh i'm just so excited to to show people what's possible because so many times we see successful people do things but we see the end result we never really get to see successful people step off of the top of the mountain and join the bottom of the mountain where everybody else is and we're we're all not good at something. But that's the type of leader that I want to be. I want to show people that it's okay not to be good. Because we don't have to worry about where we're at when we know where we're going. That's true. So I'm I'm gonna lead by example. Um at least as much as I'm going to talk about it. I don't want to talk 80% act 20. I wanted to at least be 50, 50. Yeah. You know, one thing I do want you to talk about for a moment, Charlie, you, when you decided that you were going to go and do the marathon, which is hard. I mean, are the, I'm sorry, not the marathon, the, the, um, the Ironman. Yes. Completely just, my brain went out. So the, the Ironman, when you went out to do that, you didn't train eight to 10 hours a day, which is what I think if people don't know your story, they probably thought that or probably mm-hmm. do think that. Can you just hit on for a minute? How, you know, you just, you just said, I spend two hours a day approximately practicing to most folks. They would think, well, that's not enough, but you do. Can you explain your thought process behind that? Yeah, so with the Ironman, uh, which is very scary, um, all the swimming, it's a triathlon, the biking, the running. So I, I got this Ironman training program off the internet. It's supposed to be a really, really, really good one. And it was so freaking hard looking. It was like swim this many laps at this pace. And then this many backstroke at this pace. And then on the bike, do this many miles at this pace. And then at this pace. And then this pace. And then do the, then do the runs at this heart rate. And then at this, I'm like, oh my God, this is so confusing. I was like, I need this to be simple. So in order for me to do something, if it's simple, it just makes it easier for me to show up. It's kind of like, I want to show up to, you know, the easy class in high school, not the hard class, you know? So, so I looked at the training program and I just went down to the bottom of the training program and I said, okay, how many hours a week does an Ironman need to train in this complicated program? And I just added it up and it was about 14 hours a week. I said, that's it. So if I trained for 10 months, 14 hours a week, that's only two hours a day. And then I, I had to create this anchor in my mind of two hours because two hours can sound hard or two hours can sound easy. So like if I ask somebody to go run for two hours, they're going to be like, oh, that's hard. But if I said, um, when you were eight years old on a Saturday running around the park with your friends playing, was that hard for playing for two hours? But you were probably running, playing dodgeball, playing basketball, playing soccer for two hours. So I go to these parts of my mind where I have to find how it's going to be easy. So I said, okay, well, when I was eight, running around the park for a couple hours was easy. Uh, Riding my bike with my friends around the neighborhood after school for a couple hours, that was easy. And swimming at the pool on the weekend for a couple hours, that was easy. So I said, an eight-year-old already has this Ironman thing figured out. 
I'm just going to train like an eight-year-old. And the second I determined that an eight-year-old could do an Ironman because they're doing two hours anyways, you know what? I could do it too. And that's what kept me showing up. And it's such a simple concept, but but so powerful the way you looked at it, you know? Um, so uh, you still there? You went unstable on me, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, such a so so. Take that That's concept true. if you're listening. Take the concept that he just that Charlie just explained, and you can use that or apply that with anything that you do in life. Really, um, if you view it from through those lens, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Charlie, the guy, the people out there right now that are that are struggling. Um, you know, let's just leave them with something, uh, you know, maybe some kinds, maybe some words of, 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 of hope. Uh, you mentioned hope earlier. Um, what is something that people can do right now to change the way they're thinking about this? If, if I'm one of these guys that have reached out to you and I'm, I'm seeing red and I'm seeing, you know, there's no money coming in and my kids are screaming and my wife's raising hell because we don't have any money coming in and things are just looking so abysmal. Um, what would you say? What could you, what's something that you could leave everybody with um, that could give them a little bit of hope? Mm. This is, it's so hard, Corey, thinking about how to, how to tell somebody who's losing it all right now. But the only the only thing we can hold on to is going to be these thoughts that might not make any sense, but it's our only savior. Because if everything is crashing down, the thing that's going to propel us to fight through it is hope. Like, like you're not going to want to show up tomorrow if you feel like the world's going to end tomorrow. You're going to be like, well, I'm just going to lay down and quit. And that's what it does feel like. It does feel like the world's going to end. And if somebody doesn't have money to feed their family, I mean, that's such a scary, scary, scary place. But, you know, maybe maybe that person just has to, you know, may, maybe there's something that he could sell. Let's sell stuff or let's like even with me, for example, like I'm in a I'm in a decent financial spot, but I'm even looking at selling stuff and I'm thinking about moving into an RV and just touring across the country, like um, living out of my RV, uh, playing basketball and trying to inspire other people. But I'm looking at it like expense wise, like, wow, what if what if I can cut down on my expenses more? How can I cut back more? And as long as I'm taking some sort of step forward, I feel better. Just as long as I'm going somewhere. I just gotta step forward somewhere and I feel a little bit better. But man, Corey. There's so many people that are hurt and scared right now, but I guess if they're listening to this, you got to have some sort of delusional optimism in your portfolio. Not a hundred percent of your portfolio can be the bad things. You got to have some sort of hope in there too. So spend some time by yourself, recharge a little bit and, and own an identity to become a hero. Because when you feel like it's my duty to be a hero right now, you're you're probably going to not be so much of a victim. Um, and you'll go into war saying, I'm ready to run into that fire flaming house. I'm going to do that with pride. But that's because we put on that hero hat. And if we identify ourselves as I'm going to be a hero right now, um, our tone will change, our thoughts will change, our feelings will change, 
and and that's 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 really all I could recommend, Corey. I'm, uh, I I wish I could talk to somebody right now who lived through the Great Depression, because I would love to know their thoughts. I mean, obviously there was a lot of bad things that happened, but the country made it out again. You know, the country always makes it. Um, there's casualties along the way, and we can't discount that because there's people who get hurt there's people who lose everything there's people who end up on the street so we can't you know we can't just say oh be positive they'll pass like no we all have to take action steps but the key is to actually take an action step yeah i agree with you and i'll i'll say one last thing on to build on what you said you know one thing i believe also people can do is you know it's one thing if you want to be vulnerable and talk about what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's actually a noble thing to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. however, it's not very noble to keep spreading the rumors or spreading stuff. If you don't know that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it's something you've heard on the news or you've heard from, you know, social media because, you know, I don't know if you know the statistics, but I think it's, social media screen time, Charlie is up like, you know, a gazillion percent. It's, Mm. uh, you know, because people don't have anything else to do and be careful what you're reading folks, because not everything's true. Not everything's true. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure you're, you know, feeding your mind with good shit opposed to feeding it with, Something that's not, you know, it's going to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And that's that's something I've been working on as well. Um, I've been listening to some seminars from Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anybody listening to this, they're listening to a podcast, so they're doing the right thing. Um, but we got to get our friends and our family on the same wavelength because, I mean, not looking at the news that might be the most difficult willpower ever. Like not looking at all this addictive news, which I mean, it is addictive. Like it's it's almost like this, Corey, you know, like you ever drove down the street and uh, you see a car wreck um, on this side of the road and the little police is behind it. And, and, and that say that's to your right. So you're looking out your, passenger window but to your left is a beautiful sunset nobody is looking at the sunset everybody has to look at the um, fear or the curiosity of the fear so it's a very difficult thing to overcome that addiction to want to look at it but we do need to say oh wow look at that sunset it's beautiful because when I was I was driving through Big Sur the other day, and I was looking at this beautiful nature, mountains, forest, ocean, and I was like, this planet doesn't know any of what's going on in our lives. It's been doing this for billions of years, and if all of this for humanity were to end today, that tree will still do the same thing. That wave will still do the same thing. That bird will still do the same thing. That bear, that everything still goes on. And there's something way bigger than us. And sometimes just going out into nature gives us some peace because nature ain't afraid. So the other day I just went on a walk without my cell phone. And I just looked at all this beautiful nature. And I said, wow, this has been cranking along this whole time and it's going to keep going. So it just made me feel calm. You know why, you know, I'm going to get a little uh, technical on you, Charlie. Part of the reason that made you calm is because the sunlight produces serotonin, which is one of the receptors in the brain that makes you happy. And then this is the kid. This is the part that I thought was really fascinating. At night, that serotonin that you get from the sunshine turns into melatonin and makes you sleepy. Mm. So you're getting dual. Not only did you have a beautiful 
scenery to look at, but you were also, uh, probably, you probably did know that, but unbeknownst to a lot of people, that sunshine coming in, just get outside. You didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. Sure does. It sure does. So, yeah, I mean, you can, you, you can be happier. Just walk. And I don't mean, you know, I don't mean to make it sound so simple, but really 20 minutes a day outside is supposed to elevate your mood significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We need it, man. We need to hear stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's all natural. Everybody's got it. It's the sun. So, yeah. you know, guys, look, um, this is a time where we we got to rise up. And, and what I mean by that is we have got to change the way this thing is going. And we are the only reason it's going the way it is. So it's time to make a decision of what you want to do in terms of, do you want to continue on the route? If you're one of the people that are, you know, that are really hurting from this, you got to make a decision. Is that where you want to stay or do you want to get better? And that's Mm -hmm. the only decision that, you know, you can make and I can make is it's the decision. And it sounds so simple and, 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 and trite, but it's not. It is really that, it is that simple, but you got to get out of your head, mm-hmm. you know? That's right. So, Charlie, dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and, and dropping some knowledge for everybody and telling us a little bit about your story. It was great seeing you um, as always. And I can't wait to see you get crowned the MVP next year, next February. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it, Corey. Absolutely. Thank you so much, my brother. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do. And look, if you really enjoyed today's episode, email me at SuccessfulLifePodcast at gmail.com and tell me what it was you enjoyed. And if there's somebody that you want me to bring on, then email me about that and tell me who it is and I'll make sure it happens. So, you know, leave us a review, tell a friend and until next time, folks, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.